Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. His faithful Indian companion, Tonto, the masked rider of the plains, led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. The stories of his strength and courage, his daring and resourcefulness have come down to us through the generations. And nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse, Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Dan Reed had boarded the westbound stage at Collin Corners and immediately struck up an acquaintance with the only other passenger, a soldier in uniform. And you're only a few years older than I am. How old are you, Dan? Nearly 15. I got into the war when I was 16. Gosh, that's mighty young to be a soldier, Tom. Had a year of it. I sure hope it'll be the last war. I want to tell you, Dan, some of those cannon they brought out just before Lee surrendered were mighty bad. I'll bet. Another war will probably wipe out both sides. Look, there's Chimney Rock. See it? Oh, is that what it's called? Yeah, getting close to home now. Gosh, it'll be swell to see my dad again. Does he know you're coming? No, I wanted to surprise him. Are you getting off at Tumbleweed? Yeah, Dad's got a ranch near here. Look, there's the rockin' R outfit. Golly, it hasn't changed a bit. 
How far are you going, Dan? Only to Tumbleweed. You just got aboard at Collins Corners. I was visiting friends there. Do you live in Tumbleweed? No. Thought you might have moved in since I left. No, a friend of mine's meeting me there. Say, maybe you know my folks. Dad's name's Amos. Uh, last name, same as mine. Amos Whitcomb. Ever heard of him? No, I haven't, Tom. I don't know anyone in Tumbleweed, though. Look there, there's the mill. Oh, say, we're sure getting close. There were times when I was camping near the battlefront when I'd have given anything for a sight of that old mill. Used to swim there when I was a kid. Now, what's your friend's name, Dan? Maybe I know him. I know most everyone around these parts. My friend's an Indian. His name is Tonto. Hmm, haven't heard of him. I don't think either of us are known around here. It's a mighty fine place. There's the town marker. Oh. We're in town, Dan. I'm home. I bet my dad will be surprised. Whoa, 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 whoa. Look at that crowd out there. Uh-huh. There's Dick Rogers and there's Hank. Hey, Sam, you got any straight for me? There's my dad. That's swell. I'll get out of your way. Didn't expect him to be here. I'll get down, Tom. Dad! Hello there, Dad! Tom! Why, Tom? Tom, Hey! Oh, Tom. Tom, let me hold you and make sure it's you. Give me your hand, son. Gosh, Dad, this sure looks fine. Welcome home, son. How is the war? Back to state. Hello, Dick. How are you, Jim? Hey, boys. Get back. Leave Tom and his dad alone for a minute. Sam's right. Go on now. Skedaddle. We'll wait for you in the cafe. Son, how did you make it so quick? So quick? Why, it ain't but a week ago I gave your friend the money to get you out of prison. Money? Prison? Sure. Ricky Sanders. Ain't he the one got you out? How'd he do it so quick? Dad, I wasn't in prison. You wasn't? I don't know anyone named Ricky Sanders. But, son, I I was mustered out three weeks ago. It took me all this time to get here. Did you give someone money? Yes, Tom, I did. Tell me about it, Dad. Give me all the details. Tano and I heard the whole thing, didn't we, Tano? That's right. We thought we'd better come here to camp and tell you about it. Sounds like a mighty mean scheme to me. How much did Amos Whitcomb pay that man, Dad? Two thousand dollars. It's a lot of money. It was all he had. Money saved to pay for rent. Yes, it was cash that Mr. Whitcomb had saved up. Who did you say got the money? Tom's father said the fellow's name was Ricky Sanders. Did you hear the details, Dan? Yes. Tell me how Sanders worked it. Well, it was just after supper. Mr. Whitcomb was sitting by the fire, and he heard someone rain up just outside. While Dan Reed told the Lone Ranger how Ricky Sanders operated, Ricky himself was miles away in the little town of Carsonville. He rode up to a small white cottage, oak dismounted, slapped dust from his army uniform, then rapped on the door. Yes? Oh, it's a soldier. How do you do, miss? I hope I have the right house. I'm looking for Charles Denton's home. This is where I lived. Oh, and you must be a sister, Barbara. Yes, but what about Charlie? You must have brought news. Your mother at home? Yes. Who is it, Barbara? Oh, Mother, you better come here. May I step in? Oh, yes, yes, of course. Is anything wrong, dear? Mother, this soldier knows Charlie. Oh, Mr. Uh... Sanders, Sanders' name. Ricky Sanders. I have identification here, if you'd care to see it. What's happened to my son? Well, Mrs. Denton, you see... Something has happened to him. What is it? He's alive and well. Oh, thank goodness for that. Didn't he mention me in his letters? No, no, he didn't. Mm -hmm. He didn't write often. When he wrote, his letters were always very short. We spent a lot of time together, your son and I. He told me all about you. 
and his dog, Flip. He did? Oh, that chair. That must be the one he told me about. The one he made out of an old apple tree. Yes, yes, that's right. Tell me about Charles. Where is he now? When will he be coming home? Well, Mrs. Denton, he... He asked me to come here. He thought you'd be able to help him. What does he want? Have you heard from him recently? Not for the past two months. Oh, then you didn't know. Don't know what? Your son's in prison. <gasps> prison? Oh, no, not Charlie. He wouldn't do anything wrong. It's a military prison, Mrs. Denton. You see, I was supposed to take guard duty, but I wasn't well. Charlie took it for me. Then the next night, he had to take his own turn. He hadn't had any rest, so he fell asleep at his post. Isn't, isn't that a serious offense? Yes, Miss Barbara, it's mighty serious in wartime. I feel partly to blame. If Rick is shot, I'll feel awfully bad. Shot? No, no, I can't shoot my boy. I hope not. They do shoot men for that, don't they? They do, in some cases. Well, can't anything be done? Perhaps if I write a letter. Oh, well, a letter wouldn't help, Mrs. Denton. But I think something can be done. That's why I came here. You see, money spent in the right place will do a lot of things. I have some money, but not enough. You mean you can bribe someone? It's a great risk. If I were found out, I'd be shot. Well, we, we have some money saved. A little. How much do you need? Well, it'll take quite a bit. At least a thousand dollars. I have a few hundred of my own. I'm willing to spend that. While Rick Sanders took a poor woman's carefully hoarded savings in the town of Carsonville, Dan Reed finished the story of Rick's work in Tumbleweed. He got the cash from Mr. Whitcomb and disappeared. When Tom came home, he said he'd never been in prison and didn't know anyone named Sanders. Even if Tom had been in prison, couldn't be gotten out by bribes. That crook knew all about Tom. He knew the name of his favorite horse and the name of his girl. He convinced Mr. Whitcomb that he was Tom's best friend. How him learn that? I don't know, Tonto. We're going to find out. Get your horse, Dan. Right. Steady, Silver. Where are we going? We'll call on Tom and his parents. Oh, steady, Victor. Tonto, while we're gone, uh, break camp. Uh, how to do it? Get things ready to move. Steady, Victor. I'm all set. Come on, Silver. Get along, Victor. Dan, a mask man. What if he is wearing a mask? Well, I don't know as we should you tell you. You trusted Rick Sanders with your money. Well, just a minute, just a minute, Dan. Mr. Whitcomb, I just want a few facts. Facts? How did Sanders learn all about your son? He must have gotten the facts somewhere. Did uh, anyone see him around town before he called on you? No, no, he wasn't in town at all. He rode direct here. Are there any strangers in town? I think, think hard. For the life of me, I can't think of anyone that'd be in cahoots with that young skinflint. Amos, did anyone talk to you about Tom? No one that'd try to swindle me. Anyone, anyone at all. Uh, just a man that's writing history. Who? Who's that, Dad? Uh, Mr. Applegate. But he was a fine, soft-spoken, white-haired old gent. You say he was writing history? Yep, he's traveling through the state making a record of Texas fighting men. Did he ask questions about me? Uh, just your name and regiment, that's all, Tom. If you think that old gent was in cahoots with the swindler, you're barking up the wrong tree. He wasn't a bit curious about you. Oh. Fact is, we spent most of the time talking about Hank Denton. Well, who's he? Well, Hank lived in Carsonville. Got killed about eight years ago fighting Indians. Mr. Applegate knew something about Hank's last fight. He was downright interested in hearing about his family. But he didn't ask many questions about your son? Well, only what I told you. He was more interested in Hank's family, his widow and his daughter Barbara. I see. He asked a lot about Hank's boy, too. Who? Charlie Denton. 
He's been in the war, same as Tom. Did he return? Hadn't, up to a couple of days ago. Thanks for the information, Amos. Go on, Dan. All right. So long, Tom. Have you got to go? Uh, you needn't be in a hurry. Where are you going? Uh, to Carsonville. You've interested me in the Denton family. If that don't beat all. Monsilver! morning when the Lone Ranger, Dan, and Tonto reined up near Carsonville. By inquiry, Dan soon learned where Mrs. Denton and her daughter Barbara lived. The masked man called at the small house. In a few minutes, he'd won the confidence of both the woman and the girl. I guess you must be all right in spite of the mask if Amos Whitcomb sent you here. Of course he's all right, Mother. You can tell by the way he talks. Well, thank you, Barbara. I hope I'm not too late. Too late? Too late for what? Have you had a call by an old man named Applegate? Oh, yes, yes, indeed. He, why, he knew my husband. Oh? He was such a dear old man. He stayed for supper. He said that Mother was the best cook he'd ever found. Did he uh, ask questions about your son? About Charlie? No. Well, Mrs. Denton, what did he talk about? Oh, he asked about a lot of things about my husband. He's uh, going to put Hank in a book. A history book. He's going to tell all about Dad and his fights with the Indians. Oh, I can hardly wait to see the book. He promised to send us a copy. Uh, Mrs. Denton, have you had any other visitors? Oh, people are dropping in almost every day to ask about Charlie and when he'll be home. I mean, uh, strangers. A young soldier came here yesterday. He was a friend of my brother's. He's already. Uh, I mean... Do you know him? What was his name? Sanders. Rick Sanders. You, you spoke as if you knew him. No, Barbara, I don't know him. Did Mr. Applegate say where he was going from here? Well, now, let me see. I, I don't rightly remember. I think he planned to go to Rocky Springs. He asked a lot of questions about Kit Lambert. Lambert? Is he a soldier? Yes. Has he returned from the war? No, his father hasn't heard from him in months. Oh, I'm so sorry for Joe. He doesn't know whether his boy's alive or dead. Maybe I can find Mr. Applegate in Rocky Springs. You have a long ride ahead of you all day. Then I better start as soon as possible. Tie that side, Tonto. Uh, let me fix it. Those crooks have the meanest scheme I've ever heard of. Applegate gets the information and Sanders makes use of it. I sure hope we can catch up to them in Rocky Springs. That is silver. Got to tighten the cinch. Do you think Sanders got the money from Mrs. Denton? I'm sure of it, Dan. You not ask her? No, there'd be nothing gained in telling her that she'd been tricked. If we can just catch up to those crooks and make them give up the cash they've taken... That won't do. We've got to get proof against them and put them where they won't try any more tricks. We can only do that. We're going to try. Come on, Sanders. Get him up, Scout. Get along, Victor. Come on, Silver. Curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger story. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments.
to continue our story. It was after dark when the Lone Ranger and his friends reached Joe Lambert's house on a small ranch near Rocky Springs. Someone's coming to the door. Yes, I hear him. Otto, you stay with the horses. Dan, now go in. Ah. Well, I... Master. Are you Joe Lambert? What if I am? There's nothing to be afraid of. Let me talk to you. But what about that? Has an old man named Applegate been here to talk to you? Applegate? Why are you asking? Well, a young man in an army uniform who claims to be a friend of your son. Now, see here, I've got to know why you're here and why you're making inquiries. Because those two are crooks. Friends of yours? Don't judge things by a mask. Applegate and Sanders are Swindle Amos Whitcomb and Tumbleweed. Mrs. Denton and Carsonville. I think you're the next one on our list. Well, I reckon you'd better step inside. Thanks. Come on, Dan. Oh, uh, this is Dan Reed. Howdy. Glad to know you, Mr. Lambert. No use asking your name. If you wanted it known, you would wear that mask. That's right. Hey, sit down right there. Oh, thanks. Sit over there, Dan. Right. Has uh, Rick Sanders been here to ask you for money? No one's asked me for money. Good. See, Lambert, Applegate and Sanders work together. You said they turned the deal on Amos Whitcomb? Yes, and I think they've taken money from Mrs. Denton as well. How do they work? Well, uh, Applegate calls first, posing as a writer of history and asks questions about army men. While he talked to Whitcomb, he learned all about Charlie Denton. Uh And from Mrs. Denton, he learned a lot about your son. Well, with that information, Rick Sanders can come here and tell a pretty convincing story. He'll make you believe he was a close friend of your son in the army. Is that what he told Whitcomb? He told Whitcomb that Tom was in prison and needed money to get out. I don't know what he told Mrs. Denton, but it was probably along the same line. How do you know he ain't telling the truth? Tom Whitcomb came home, said he'd never been in prison, never heard of Rick Sanders. You, uh, you think they'll come here? If they do, will you help me to trap them? Sure thing. Good. Well, uh, what's your plan? Well, Sanders will probably come and introduce himself, then convince you he's one of your son's best friends. Uh-huh. He'll tell you that Kit is in trouble and needs money, and he was sent by Kit to get cash from you. Uh, then what? Then draw him out as far as you can, then call your son. Dan will come from the back room. Poison is my son. Yes, that's it. We'll have the sheriff here, and I don't think it'll be hard to trap Rick Sanders. Well, it seems to me Dan's a little young to take the part of a soldier just come home from war. I know several army men who are smaller than Dan. Some are nearly as young. You know, you could be mistaken about this. Yes, that's possible, but I'm sure I'm right. Even if I'm mistaken, there'll be no harm done. No, I reckon not. If Sanders is telling the truth and really knows your son, he'll call our bluff when Dan walks in. Yes. You uh, spoke of having the sheriff here. Have you talked this over with him? No, not yet. Don't he know anything about these suspicions of yours? No, I haven't had a chance to speak to the sheriff. Well, then, someone will have to go get the, get the sheriff. Yes, I'll send for him. I have a friend waiting outside. I, uh, I seen him when I opened the door. He engineered it. Yes, he uh, took the horses to the rear of the house. Uh, just a minute. Uh, let's talk this over and make sure our plans are right. First, the Lone Ranger suspected nothing at all. But as the minutes stretched into half an hour, he felt that the old man was purposely stalling for time. He asked the same questions over and over, and discussed the simple plans from every angle. Then, hoofbeats sounded in the front of the house. Someone's raining up. Look out the window, Dan. See who it is. All right. 
I'll let them see you. I won't. Maybe it's one of those men you're expecting. There are two men out here. Can you see who they are? One of them is wearing an army uniform, and the other's an old man. This is the first time I know of. They've traveled together. Now come with me, Dan. We'll go to the back. All right. We'll have to send for the sheriff in a hurry. Hold on. Huh? We can't lose any time, Lambert. We don't want those two to see us. Stay where you are. A gun. What's the matter with you? You heard me. Those men will be here in a couple of seconds. And you'll stand right there and wait for them. Or I'll blow your head off. It was one of the few times in his life that the Lone Ranger was taken completely by surprise. The old man, in a display of smart calculation, held his gun directly on Dan Reed. His mild manner fell away. His face wore the merciless expression of a killer. The masked man stood motionless. If he himself had faced the gun, he would have risked a draw, but not while Dan was under the sights. Hey, Get your gun, Rick. What's this mean? Cover Lambert. Get him up, Lambert. The truth struck home. The Lone Ranger realized that it was Applegate himself and not Joe Lambert who'd listened to the plan. Keep him up, Lambert. Good work, Ricky. I like someone that can act quick. You, Lambert, stand over with the masked man and the kid. That, that must be Applegate. Yes, Dan. We're a little late in realizing it. Applegate, I don't savvy. Why the gun play? Who's the masked man? Why are you holding the gun on me? Save the questions. Did you get to the night bank, Rick? Sure. We've got a cool thousand in this pocket. Dig it out, Lambert. We can use it. With that money... I said dig. Hand it to Rick. You'd better do what he says, Lambert. Here. Thanks, pal. What kind of a showdown is this, Applegate? Who are these two? A couple of smarties that know all about our little game. Yeah? Tom Whitcomb got back home a little too soon. He claimed that you didn't stick to true facts when you, uh told about him being in the army calaboose. Oh. It's a good thing I waited here while you two went to the bank. <laughs> the masked jet mistook me for Lambert and told me all about his scheme to trap the two of us. I'll rip that mask off and see who uh, he is. Hold it. Huh? Don't get in reaching distance of him, Rick. I've been watching his eyes. He's just waiting his chance. That hombre's fast moving. You don't owe my son at all? Finally realizing the truth, huh? I happen to know that your son is all right, Lambert. He is? Are you sure? Yes. Tom Whitcomb spoke of him. He'll be home in a few days. Thank goodness. Too bad you won't be here to welcome him. Rick, see if Lambert's got a gun. He's got one under his coat. I'll get it. There. Better make sure that's the only one. Yep. Eyes clean. Take the boy next. Careful where you step. Don't get between me and that mask, man. I ain't a fool. I'm not armed. I'm going to make sure. Anything on him? Nope. Now keep a sharp watch on those two. I'll deal with the mask, man. Why don't you come and get my gun? <laughs> when I was your age, I wore a pair of cutters tied down like yours. I was handy with them, too. I knew all the tricks, mister. I still know them. Yes, I guess you do. I don't know whether Dan's your kid brother or what he is, but I don't think you use him as a shield. I wish he would. Then draw those guns real slow. If either of you make a fast move, you'll get the first shot. So he says, Dan. Take my gun. And make sure you don't step between me and the masked man. I'd rather get shot than do this. That's it, Dan. Take the guns, Rick. Give them here, kid. Yeah, pretty slick hardware. Now I'll take his mask off, huh, Apple? Not yet, Ricky. 
He's got a friend outside. He'll have to wear the mask when he calls his friend in here. Is there another one of them? Yes, an Indian. He's out back with the horses. Mm. You go to the back window and call him in here. If I don't? My gun's got Dan under the sights. Let the old goat shoot me. I'm not afraid. That won't help, Dan. I'll call the Indian. Ricky, you keep Lambert and the boy covered. I'll go with the mask man. All right, go over to that door, mister. Not too fast. Now open the door. That's it. I'll stand here and watch you, and my gun's right at your back, so don't try anything. Go over there and open that window. Now what? You see that Indian? Yes, he's out there with the horses. Call him and tell him to come in here. Tell him to come in the front door. And don't tell him anything else, you savvy? Taku! What's that? You object if I call him by name? Just tell him to come around to the front door and walk in. Come around the front door and walk in. Anything else? Shut the window. That's it. Now go back where you were. Stand right over there next to Dan and Lambert. Is the Indian coming? Yes, I'll cover him as soon as he comes through the door. We'll line him up with the others. What are we going to do with these critters, Applegate? We can't stay here holding guns on them. He won't have to. We can't clear out and leave them. I've been thinking it over, Rick. I guess you'll have to go to the sheriff for the story of what happened here. Huh? When, uh, when you and Lambert came from town, you found an ambush waiting for you. Three gunmen. A masked man, the Indian, and a boy. Yeah? They opened fire and killed Lampert. You ducked for cover and shot it out with him. <laughs> you finally got all three of them. Hey, that ain't a bad idea. I'll be a regular hero. <laughs> you mean to say you're going to kill all of us in cold blood? Sorry, Lampert. That's how it has to be. Skunks. Well, let's get it over with, Applegate. I'm anxious to see what's back of that mask. Well, let him have it as soon as the redskin comes in. Where is he? He ought to be here. Open that door and see if you can see him. Right. There he is in the back. Be here. Stand down. Get him. Get him. Get him. Rick, you talk. No, you won't. You. Let go. Let go of me. Don't. Don't do that. There's some more for you. No, don't. One for Denton. Stop. Stop. Don't hit me anymore. Here's one for the uniform, you disgrace. And as for you, I'm going to take him. No, no, no. Don't hit me. Don't hit the helpless old man. Old man, nothing. Give me that wig. It is a wig. Not as old as you appeared. Make this Indian let my arm go. He'll break it. Hold him, Tonto. I'll see if the whiskers are as false as the white hair. They are. He's not an old man. Young enough to spend a good many years in prison. No, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. Let me and Sanders get away and we'll give back the cash we took. You'll give it back without a chance to get away. Watch these two and I'll go for the sheriff. You better rope Sanders while he's unconscious. I'll be back soon, Tonto. Ah, me fix him. He called you Tonto. That's his name. When he yelled out the wind, he called you something else. Oh, him call Indian words. Him say, come in back way with gun ready. Me know their trouble here. And I stood right there and let him get away with it. If I'd have known that he was You're caught... You're and you're Dan. I owe my life to you and that masked man. But who's he? Well, him called the Lone Ranger.
story you have just heard is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated. <laughs>